0: Following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
1: It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the Michigan Sports Network. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE to get the hookups. And you can get in on opening day in Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, soccer, the Final Four down in Houston, and more. Just use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's a Moneyline Monday, presented by DraftKings on the HUGE Show across Michigan.
0: Are you ready for HUGE opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan?
1: So, Michigan, it's our number three on this Moneyline Monday, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer and in studio. A couple segments left with Mr. Jeff Risdon, Lions Wire, DraftWire. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter online. Now we've been talking Lions offseason. Would they make a bid for Lamar Jackson, who announced today that he wants to be traded? So he's on Now the open market, the Nate Sudfeld signing did not make either one of us happy when it happened or again today in the conversation. So uh, beyond the quarterback talk, uh, what else is left in free agency uh, for the Lions before we get to the draft? Any other movement do you predict or see coming?
2: Nothing that's going to move anybody's meter. Uh, They could bring in a, a bottom of the roster type guy at wide receiver or defensive tackle, but that's... They're pretty comfortable with where they're at from from everything that I've gathered. And we did actually, I just got the official announcement not long ago that they, they did officially sign Jalen Reeves-Maben. That's the kind of guy that you're going to be looking at that they're going to be addressing in free agents. They're not going at, obviously, Bobby Wagner's off the market. They're not going after those guys.
1: Yeah, Lions fans are starting to get to the point that they thought every available free agent... Uh, was going to sign with Detroit. They did, and uh, it, it,
2: that's just not what this team is is doing or built upon. But you know, that's that's fun. To, it's fun to think about what Bobby Wagner could have done. But they're uh, they're looking at at the the Jalen Reese Mabens of the world. We, we well, know the him Anzalone
1: well. investment kind of made it seem that they're not going to go after Wagner. Right? Absolutely. He is their hype. He will be their best
2: linebacker on the team this coming year. And I know people are angrily driving off of whatever freeway they're on right now when I say that. They like him a lot. They trust him. They respect him. They like the fact that he's a positive influence in the locker room and a guy who can help develop. Guys like Derek Barnes, if there's any development left in him, and and Malcolm Rodriguez and what Rodrigo can offer in the future, they like Anzalone in that role a ton. I think they're going to bring in a late-round, middle, like third to sixth-round linebacker, it's not going to be somebody that moves the needle big time, but they're, they're going to bring somebody in just for depth. And, and I think I think they're probably a little bit more concerned about Derek Barnes than they let on. The fact that he hasn't really done a lot more than he ever did when he got here. Uh, but the, he's 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 far from being a finished product in, in two seasons where he's basically changed positions from what he played at Purdue, where he was a pass rusher. Um, in the in the role that they use Julian Okora in, and now now he's an off ball linebacker. Like there's been some growing pains on that, but they're not looking at the. I can't even think who's premium. Like so, DeAndre Hopkins is out there as a, as a premium and wide receiver. Lions fans
1: on Twitter are saying, "Hey, cut a deal, you know, give up six,
2: get him right." I will tell you that DeAndre Hopkins is probably my favorite wide receiver in the NFL. My my son is a diehard Texans fan. He has a DeAndre Hopkins Texans jersey. He doesn't wear it anymore. It's a little small on him now. But uh, he, like, we love DeAndre Hopkins in, in the house of Risden, and there is not a chance in the world that I want the Lions to go after him. He just doesn't fit their timeline. He's 31 years old. He's had some injury issues. He's had some suspension issues. You can't overlook the fact that he got suspended six games last year for PEDs. That means that's not his first strike in that. You can't take that kind of risk to pay him – I think he's making $22 million this coming season. You can't take that, or you can't take that risk if you're the Lions, and they know that. So I, that's that's not even a thought in my mind that they would make a move like that.
1: So most of their attention now is gearing up towards uh, the draft at right. the end of April. Yeah. And they're looking at 6-18. and 18. They're looking at those first two rounders and the rest of the draft weekend. Uh, we discussed earlier about the possibility of making a move up. Uh, now that I ate some of the pizza, thank you, Superfly, for getting that. I completely forgot during... The start of that conversation that Carolina has already made that deal uh, with the Bears, uh, but you know, so six eighteen. If there's not a deal to move up and get your quarterback, if a quarterback is there at six, do you believe it's QB first now with that six pick if available?
2: I don't think they're going to paint themselves into that corner. They'll look at it, especially if it's Anthony Richardson. I think they'll look very hard at it because they've looked very hard at him this back going back to the for the very. They were at his first game at Florida. That tells you something that they knew that. And and I'll go back to last summer when when I was in in your in standing in your chair right now. I had my friend Emory Hunt, uh, Mr. Football Game Plan on, and he told me, "Watch out for Anthony Richardson out of Florida. That guy's going to be really good. They're going to be coveted, and people are already talking about him." And my my man Emory was right on with that. And uh, the Lions have been on that too. Doesn't mean I don't know if they like him or not. I. Won't say that they do. I won't say that they don't. But they have certainly spent a lot of time looking at it. I don't think. That, I don't think they're locked into one at six. I don't think they're locked into one at eighteen. But if if you're getting beyond that, then you're getting into a range. First off, Hendon Hooker will not be there at forty eight. He's he's going to be gone. Uh, everything that I. So I've you heard, think if
1: they're going to take Hooker, they might have to reach at eighteen to get him,
2: or they can take six and eighteen and then package your two second rounders or a second rounder this year and a second rounder next year and go up to like 35 and get him. Because I think that's as far as he's going to go. There are teams, and and I know this from from doing a little research with refware, there are teams that like him better than Will Levis. And Will Levis could very well be gone by the time the Lions pick at six. Like Hooker has that kind. I, I know he's old. I know he's coming off of an ACL. People see the talent and they like it. Uh, and one thing real quick on this cuz it's something that I get pushed back on Twitter a lot and and it gets talked about it a lot. There's people that talk about the offense that he's coming from being simplistic where everything is a predetermined read. Like have you watched the Lions offense? That's kind of what they do. <laughs> that's like that's that's how they thrived last year was having Ben Johnson trust Jared Goff to make the proper pre-snap read. They have an offensive line that can protect him to do it. They have the diversity of weapons to make it happen. Like it's a it's a very easy plug and play. Like I don't necessarily see that as a negative. I'd see it as a negative if he was going to a team like Carolina, where they, you know, Frank Reich has his own system that's different that requires some things to go beyond that. The Lions' offense doesn't ask for more than that, so I think Hooker's a fine fit. I'm not worried at all about the transition on that.
1: One thing I love is we're talking Richardson possibility SEC guy. We talked about Will Anderson. We talked about yeah. Carter. If uh, the culture side of that is uh, a fit, uh, you know, hooker an SEC guy. I love it. Going after these athletes. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. at eighteen. I don't know if he's gonna be there now. He had an incredible pro day I read he's, I think he's off great. your story.
2: He's uh, he's he is having a very good offseason again, Joey Porter Junior. If you know who Joey Porter is, you're gonna be excited about Joey Porter Jr. I put it out of draft fire. Here's my number one overall cornerback.
1: Doesn't mean I think he's good. to. So would you have him going then? Top 10? 11 maybe. 12? No, because I
2: think I think there's so many good corners that are clustered together with him and Christian Gonzalez and Devon Witherspoon, um, Deontay Banks out of Maryland. I think all four of those guys like they're very very tightly packed. So I I think you can see like why take one at twelve if I can get another guy that's at twenty eight. You know, of the same caliber. And I think that's that's the calculus that teams go through. It's one of the reasons why you're not going to see wide receivers go that early because what's the difference between Quentin Johnson at 15 or uh, Jalen uh, uh, Addison from UC USC at 40 like there's six one half dozen the other I, I think that's that's one of the things that we get from from studying the draft too much is as you see the blur like that like one of the reasons why Bijan Robinson is so appealing the running back out of text yeah he's fantastic like this is a good running back class like Jameer Gibbs Zach Charbonnet, the Michigan transfer, like there's a lot of really good running backs, and Bajan is like on an island of his own. You don't have that at a lot of the other positions, and they uh,
1: take him at 18 if he's there. They
2: got to consider it, yeah. I, absolutely. And I may be in the line. I'm not yeah. crazy about taking a running back
1: that early. I'm, I don't even like one on day two, but. That guy's that guy's different, man. <laughs> By the way, you can follow everything uh, Lions leading up to the draft Lions Wire on Facebook and Twitter, and also Jeff now overseeing Draft Wire, part of the USA Today Network. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter and online. Jeff, tell you what, buddy, appreciate you coming in today. My pleasure. Yeah, Thanks for having You in. fit everything in. I we were gonna try and get another segment, but. Uh, we're good, man. Uh, really strong stuff today on there. Thank you. appreciate it. Thanks. All right, Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Facebook and Twitter. Follow them. Also, Jeff on Twitter at J-E-F-F-R-I-S-D-O-N. One of our Lions insiders joining us in studio on this Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app.
0: From St. Joseph to Midland. This show is
3: huge. In the day. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app today. Use the code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The Tigers have broken camp and one might assume have their team for opening day Thursday in Tampa, but that's not necessarily the case. New president of baseball operations, Scott Harris, is extremely active. He's always looking to upgrade his team and that means scanning the waiver wire constantly for any possible help. As it stands right now, manager A.J. Hinch will utilize his roster in a much different way than years past. You won't see many quote everyday players end quote and you'll see the ultimate definition of versatility from his players on defense. You'll also want to check that batting order regularly because not many will hit in the same spot on a regular basis depending on who's pitching that day. This is the Tigers 2023 and it'll keep all our scorebooks busy. Bigger than any box score. Local sports are a victory for the entire community.
2: Building up leaders, breaking down barriers, connecting generations, teaching integrity, blazing a trail, sparking our economy. That's why Meyer sponsors hundreds of local sports teams throughout the Midwest. From little league to the big leagues, uniforms to stadiums, Meyer knows when we support the home team, we all win.
1: Roast Umber is a farm-direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at roastumber.com.
3: Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app eagle casino and sports sign up now and get up to fifteen hundred dollars that's right we'll match your first two deposits for up to fifteen hundred dollars plus 100 free spins eagle casino and sports made in michigan made for michigan must be 21 or older and in michigan to play
0: You're listening to the
1: huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. Joining us here on the Meyer guest line, Graham Couch, opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal, also a co-host on Couch in the Room podcast that you can find wherever you download. Podcast. We'll look back at the end of Michigan State season. Also, Graham had a few rant tweets that I loved about changes that are necessary in college hoops. He's standing by. How you doing, my friend?
4: I'm doing well, Bill. Thanks for having me.
1: All right. Uh, the end of ISO season, uh, the what-if game will be tough to digest uh, for a while. You know, if K-State uh, would have won, it might have been a little bit easier. But now when you look at what the Final Four <laughs> brings to the table, Izzo is saying to himself, man, we could have been there against UConn in that championship game if we just would have got by K-State. Again, I'm not taking anything away from Florida Atlantic or San Diego State or Miami or anybody else. Uh, but you know, and I, I heard it in Izzo's voice when I talked to him last Friday, the what if mantra is there. I'm not saying they're going to labor on this for – Months and gets into next year, but at least maybe until the tournament is over, you know, Izzo and Michigan State fans are thinking what could have been.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's not like a worse what if than you know Middle Tennessee State in 2016 or the Syracuse game in 18, but it, but it, it's a what if because it was there for them. The, the and you could have a, a great team next year, and there could be two or other. Two or three other great teams in college basketball, and you run into somebody, and the opportunity isn't any better than it was this year. And the other thing is, they were they were playing at a level that was that, that made them interesting, that gave them a shot. They, this wasn't like 2015 when they made that Final Four run uh, with Travis Trice and those guys that played above its level. This was a this was a team that was that you know had three guards at a pretty elite level that had a chance to. To, you know, I, I think UConn would have been a rough matchup for them. But if you get in a one-off of the national championship game, right? that's a pretty good place to be. You'll, you'll take your chances.
1: Well, how do you think Michigan State will be brought up next season? Uh, arguably, he'll have his best recruiting class or one of the best he's ever had as head coach at Michigan State. But like you said, there's no guarantees. Just look at my bracket, your bracket, pretty much everybody's bracket with who's off to Houston in the Final Four. How much better uh, will Michigan State basketball be in this upcoming season?
4: It's a good question. Uh, and, you know, we, we got to wait and see who's coming back exactly. Um, you know, and, and is Tyson Walker coming back? I think Malik Hall will. And then, you know, obviously they have a freshman class that's as good as a freshman class they've had since the Cassius Winston-Miles Bridges group. And and so they, they have a chance to have sort of the, the dream mix, which is, uh, a, a group of seasoned veterans who are really high level college basketball players coupled with young freshmen who sort of raise your ceiling and provide some juice but don't have a ton of pressure on them. And if you I mean if you look at what wins in college basketball now, right, it's older teams. You don't want to be relying on those young guys uh too much. Uh, but but they, they it, it's everything has to like even if all those guys come back Things have to grow. Teams have to change. You you can't remain stagnant. Like, they're going to have to work through some things. Like, Jay Nakins is going to need and want to have the ball in his hands more. Um, You know, Jeremy Fears, Jr., I can tell you right now, probably did not think that Tyson Walker might be coming back when he signed on the dotted line. So, those are things you have to figure out. And Tyson Walker, his role may be... um, you know, a little different next year. Now He's still going to be a huge part of things. and But I'm very curious to see what they evolve into. I think they, they have a chance not to have any holes, which is most college teams do, and they have a chance to be an incredibly seasoned group with a lot of talent. So I would think they'll be ranked in the top seven, uh, you know, in that range going into the season, and, and uh, rightly so.
1: Yeah, I think based on getting to the Sweet 16 and, What happened to how they pushed K-State and that close to the Elite Eight? Who knows? They could have went to Houston, which would have been amazing. But this is one of those crazy years. Just look at everybody's uh, bracket. Uh, And one thing I noted post-Michigan State game and over the weekend on your Twitter feed, Graham, uh, you revisited what is an annual rant for you about changes you like to see in college basketball. Six fouls. So star players aren't on the bench in big games uh, quarters the women are playing four quarters why not the men It'd give them a break you get better basketball and also advancing uh, the ball to center court on timeouts to create you know like the San Diego State end of Creighton San Diego State to create a chance instead of a baseball Hail Mary shot you can get a decent look at the bucket uh, do you think that's coming to college basketball with we just talked about, or I mentioned those three things, anytime soon.
4: I do think quarters for sure will. I mean, it's everywhere. It's in the high school game, it's in the pros, it's in the women's game. It's everywhere but the men's college game, which is sort of weird at this point. And, and it helps with, in terms of the bonus foul situations, it just changes the structure of things a little bit. Um, but uh, the six fouls, to me, is is important. And it's, it's not so much about... Everybody has to get to six. But it's helping keep keep the best players on the floor through bad calls. And people go, well, you know, n- there's all sorts of data out there that, well, not that many people are fouling out. Well, yeah, but that's because coaches adjust the game to what's happened. If a guy picks up his second foul with eight minutes to go in the first half, they often sit him so he doesn't foul out. Whereas w- what I'd like to see, and, and you know, if, if they don't want everybody to go to six, and I know there, you know, people complain that the Big East did this years ago and it was too – physical that was a you know basketball was different back then but at the very least have one player who's allowed to get to six so you know if you get a player who's gotten you know Tyson Walker picks up a second foul with four minutes to go in the half you don't automatically feel like you need to sit them because you don't trust the refs not to pick up a, a, a third foul and you'll have that choice late in the game if need be or at halftime I'd love to see something where and this wouldn't take any time away from the game you could review calls like that and have you wouldn't take the free throws away or points or anything like that. But if there was a bad foul call, you could have that foul taken off a player's ledger so they went into the second half with one less than they had um, going into the half. So I think there are things that are worth looking at because you cannot... like There are enough bad calls out there that they, they affect so many games. And it's not about the call that fouls somebody out. It's about the first foul. And how that changes the game. Because then you pick up your second, and now you're in trouble. Or the third foul. And and those are the things. They're just... And people go, well, the NBA has the same amount of fouls per minute. I, I, I understand that. But five doesn't fit equally in anything. And you have two halves, and you have five fouls. That's part of the problem. The officiating is, isn't as good. The game is more condensed. Um, you know, if we're just going to do it based on minutes, well, let's make it four fouls in high school and foul everybody out. You know, like, I, it's, it's not... To me, it's, it's it's a it improves the game because the best players would be on the court more often.
1: You know what? Follow soccer. You could have as many fouls as you want to, and unless you get a, <laughs> you know two yellow cards or a red card, you stay in the game. I, I love it. Uh, Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal Twitter feed. Uh, you know, I feel his rant sometimes, uh, which by the way, later uh, in this broadcast and. Next time Mark Ewell's in studio, we're going to get to the shot clock. Uh, girls and boys for high school basketball. Uh, that's long overdue. So I, I don't have time to uh, delve into that, but uh, we will later. Graham, thanks for your time, my man, okay? Anytime, Bill. All right, Graham Celdt's checking in on the Meyer guest sign. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics. Let's check in with Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com The Michigan Insider is standing by on the Meyer guest line, we'll get to Michigan spring football in a moment. Also the future for Michigan basketball, but Michigan hockey. Wow, back to the Final Four wins. On the road, big wins this year to win the Big Ten title in front of Minnesota fans and to advance to the Frozen Four in front of Penn State fans last night. Unbelievable uh, job by the Michigan coaching staff.
5: Yeah, and how about uh, getting this guy a contract, Ward Manuel? You know, interim coach, here he is recruiting his butt off. He's got his team in the Frozen Four, Big Ten Tournament Champions. And Brandon Narado, uh, there's no question that he's the guy to lead this team, so I'm not quite sure what they're waiting for. But I will say this, his stock has risen. NHL teams are showing interest, so good for him. I hope he he gets the contract he deserves. But getting good goaltending, Eric Portillo did a nice job uh, last night against Penn State. And, you know, it was one of those games where you kind of felt like, you have if you're a Michigan hockey fan over the last three decades where you're kinda of snake bit. You're carrying the play but hitting posts and you can't get that that equalizer and finally did late in the third period, Adam Fantilli, who's uh, just an absolute stud, and then to win it in overtime like they did. So should be an epic frozen four. Got great teams there. We're gonna be heading down to Tampa, so we'll give you some reports there, but I think this is the year, Bill. I think they got a good shot here to to uh, get rid of some of those demons that have plagued them.
1: I think it becomes personal with Ward Manuel on how he slow played hardball. He's so slow playing the interim coach. He, he offered up Mel Pearson a contract in the middle of an investigation. And you have what's he you know what's been documented uh, with Harbaugh to the point that new president Santa Ono had to jump in. And I, I do wonder, and we talked to Clayton Safey earlier about this, I'm going to watch Santa Otto's Twitter feed again because if he has to jump in to help get the hockey coach a deal, then you know Ward Manuel's done. Just done.
5: Yeah, I, do. I don't know about done just because of the success that he's had in the athletic department. Um, I mean, look at all the championships they've won, but there are things that they have to move more quickly on. There's no question about it. NIL name, image, and likeness is another one. And, you know, it's nice to be on top, but the, the vision isn't for what's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to be what's going to be, you know, it's what have you done for me lately? But what's going to happen in the future? And they are not setting themselves up for future success with the way they're running their NIL stuff. And there's actually opposition to it in the athletic department. So they got to figure some stuff out there. There's no question about it. And uh, I don't know that Santa Ono would really, you know, it, it would view it as his place. Honestly, having just gotten here to uh, to, to get rid of an athletic director who is uh, has been so successful, uh, fair or not you know what, uh, how much he has to do with it or whatever, uh, this, this athletic department is humming. So I think that would be tough. But there are things that need to change, period, end of story. And uh, you know what, when you've got coaches like John Beeline leading with a bad taste in his mouth, in my opinion, Eric Backett's the same way from a, from what we've heard. Uh, you know, the issues with with Jim Harbaugh. You know, you get Brandon Narado has basically been out there saying, you know what, it would be really good for us to have a contract so I can recruit and here we are, man. So uh, they got to move things a lot more quickly and that really starts with the AD.
1: Yeah, you know, the thing is, is I I get the success and the money they're raking in and everything, but there are just some common sense decisions that have involved Harbaugh after beating Ohio State twice, two Big Ten championship game wins, two trips to the Final Four, or you look at this hockey coach and what he's done and, you know, they're a one seed in the NCAA D1 hockey tournament. They've been number one, I think, in the country at times this year in the polls and just how exciting they are and how you wouldn't take care of them. And maybe he looks at it like, hey, we're getting a good deal on him this year. We'll just redo his deal when the season's over. I, I'm not inside the officer mind of Ward Manuel. So the way he's handled Harbaugh in this hockey yep. situation, it makes no sense.
5: And Beeline and Backage. And I don't, you know, what people can push back on that, but I don't think there's any question about it. You know what, if you're on top and you can say, well, this program's not a moneymaker for us, so what, we're going to go on the cheap and let like go of one of the best baseball coaches in the country. It doesn't make any sense to me at an institution that cites itself as being leaders and best, right? I remember when John Beeline first got here and he saw the facilities and, you know, he was really working with Bill Martin to improve them and saying, hey, man, we're leaders and best and everything else, right? aren't we supposed to be leaders and best in in everything we do, including basketball? And you saw he uh, parlayed that into new facilities and and the PDC, the player development center and everything else. So uh, I don't understand the mentality here. Uh, You can always go out and, you know, we and and find more money there. Michigan has such a a huge booster base that to, to pull from. And um, to me, It's a no-brainer, and I understand about budgets and everything else, but you know what, work on it. Get in there and work on it and make it happen because this is Michigan, for God's sake, as Brady Hoke once said. Probably the best thing he ever said as Michigan head coach.
1: Yeah, uh, that's on one end of the spectrum, and the other is, hey, I think we're going to turn this Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year uh, Denard into a seldom-used running back. That's on the other (laughs) side. (laughs)
5: <laughs> exactly so hey I'm just citing his, his quote which I think you know people still use and he was right about it you know what um, you're supposed to be the best and uh, so act like it man I don't care what sport it is if you've got something humming you know what keep it humming and, and be the best and, and continue to try to be the best period
1: Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com the Michigan Insider checking in on the Meyer guest sign here on the huge show across Michigan uh, from your intel your insiders from the limited access you guys have had, to players' video release by Michigan football media relations. Uh, what would you say are the storylines so far in Michigan spring football, which concludes with the spring scrimmage? We'll call it coming up on Saturday. Yeah,
5: a lot of uh, a lot of guys banged up, Bill, and uh, minor injuries. Nothing that's going to really. Take, be taken into the fall but guys like will johnson junior colson uh, some of the heavy hitters darius clemens that wide receiver has missed some time and that's going to hinder him from getting on the field or at least showing his abilities uh in an attempt to get on the field so a lot of that um but really uh from from one of our guys at practice he said this thing is humming. he said this reminds me this guy played in the 80s and he said this reminds me of when we played and how efficient it is uh the practices and it's a championship vibe, Bill. And I've said that, you know, and you and I have talked about this in the past, that when you have to win a championship to know what it's like to be a champion. And, and when you've got classes that are handing that on to the guys behind them, then you are going to have that opportunity to win championships and keep it going. But when you don't know how to win, you can't do that. So they finally got over that hump. And now you're seeing a program that expects to win titles again. And they've got talent all over the field that the too deep is really impressive. Ernest Hausman at linebacker, uh, a transfer from Nebraska has been outstanding. So uh, they feel like they are strong at every position. They feel like the defense is going to be even better. And J.J. McCarthy, they're going to put a little bit more on his plate. Um, We haven't even seen the the running backs this year, but true freshman Benjamin Hall is looking the part. So And they're finally starting to recruit, Bill. Uh, They're getting the recruits in there who are, you know, seeing it up close at these practices, and they want to be part of it, even with the NIL that's lacking. So this program's humming, and I think you're going to see uh, in about four or five days they're going to add a, a huge recruit uh, to the mix for 2024. You're going to see this 24 class be a lot better than the 23 class, and uh, you know, keep this thing going.
1: You talking about the quarterback from Fort Mill, South Carolina? It might be, yeah. <laughs> It might be. Oh, uh, now you're you're Mr. Secret Surprise. Well, here's the thing. You know
5: what? You, you let the kids have their moment. He just um, he just released the top five. But let's just say Michigan's got a uh, a strong lead in this recruitment. Jaden Davis. So we expect good news there and more. I think you're going to see two or three more guys join the mix here. Really highly recruited guys, and uh, the fact that they're starting to pull them from Ohio and beat Ohio State for the Ohio elite Ohio kids again, that's something they haven't done in a long, long time, and that just goes to show you how the worm has turned a bit in this rivalry.
1: Chris Ballas, the worm has turned. That will be the title <laughs> of his autobiography that he'll write with Doug Skeen one day. Uh, Skeen and Ballas, by the way, with the Michigan Football Podcast. You can uh, hear past episodes, new episodes at TheWolverine.com. We'll be doing our Telling More Golf Spring Football Summit, where we'll look back at Michigan Spring Football, look ahead to the season, the Big Ten, Michigan State and the Lions. That will be coming up in early May at the Telemore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Chris, uh, we'll talk next week and look back at the spring game.
5: Sounds great, Bill. Thanks for having
1: me. All right, Chris Ball, check checking in on the Meyer Guest Sun and Meyer proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics.
0: Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team. Because we're not just a bank. We're a partner, here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MerckBank.com to learn more, and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer.
1: Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Carter. Now, they've made that move to partner with Dorn Mayhew, an east side firm, and now they're stronger than ever before. Big businesses, small businesses, taxes, any business need you have. You can turn to Tom Rosenbach and his team. Just go to beangarter.com. That dot B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Tom and his team also put up the $1,000 in cash in our Bracket Buster Challenge contest at net. So if you entered the contest, uh, you can follow your picks all the way through the championship game uh, each and every day at net. Just Log in, you'll see it. It's simple and easy. And follow your picks if you took a shot at winning that $1,000 in the Bean Carter Bracket Buster Challenge. Follow your picks through the championship game at thehugeshow.net. That's thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get nothing but nets and win up to
5: $15,000 cash. It's the $100,000 hoop to win every Saturday in March, 6 to 11 p.m. Shoot to win each week. And on March 25th, players compete for up to $15,000. The $100,000 Hoop to Win Giveaway.
3: Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details.
1: Roast Umber is a farm-direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at roastumber.com.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: Moneyline Monday is set to wrap up, presented by our friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make sure you use promo code HUGE when you sign up to get in on all of the Final Four action, NBA, NHL, golf, soccer, and more. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE. Also this week for lunch, if you're not doing anything, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m., you can stop by any of the brands Steakhouse and Grills and enjoy a $6.99 Steakhouse Burger Basket with a huge burger and fries for $6.99 for lunch. And also $6.99 Steakhouse Burger Basket for the final four games on Saturday and the championship game in Houston in the tournament one week from today. $6.99 Steakhouse Burger and Fries. 11 a.m. till 3 p.m. at all Brands Steakhouse and Grills. For the one close to you, go to Brands.com. You'll find a Brands in Bay City, Mike Brand Jr., Liz Brand Stegaheis, and Sean Stegaheis take care of people at the Brands in Bay City. Mike Brand Jr. and Liz Brand Stegaheis also have the Brands in Caledonia, just south of Grand Rapids. Johnny Brand and the crew. Have the Brands in Holland off of James and US 31 for our listeners on WHTC. You'll find Johnny Brands in Granville, west of GR. Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown Grand Rapids. You can also watch the Michigan hockey team. A week from Thursday in the Frozen Four, you got Tigers opening day happening. On Thursday, down in Tampa, so you can enjoy... 11am until 3pm the game will start a little after 3 the 699 steakhouse burger basket at All Brand's Steakhouse and Grills and Mike Brand Senior has the Brands in Cascade just east of GR off of 28th Street so lunch Monday through Friday 11am until 3pm the 699 steakhouse burger basket burger and fries Final four games Saturday at all Brands locations outside of Tommy Brands. The special does not apply to Tommy Brands on South Division in Wyoming. And then for the championship game a week from today. Now, if you can't make it out to watch your favorite teams play at your local Brands, you can order up all the favorites for pickup or delivery. Just go to Brands.com. That is Brands.com. And I remind everybody that Johnny Brand Sr., Sandy Brand, and the entire Brand family support military and law enforcement. And Johnny Brand Sr. has created a Voice for the Badge mission. You can follow them on Facebook and Twitter. It's a small way of saying that you support law enforcement in Michigan. Just follow Voice for the Badge on Facebook and on Twitter. And Johnny Brand Sr., Sandy Brand, and the entire Brand family making a public commitment to the men and women who serve and protect us on a daily basis. So I encourage all of you to do what I've done. Please follow Voice for the Badge on Facebook and on Twitter. And thank you, Johnny Brand Sr., for your commitment to law enforcement in Michigan. Last Friday, I had a chance to do a statewide broadcast from the Lowell Showboat for the Dope Dean fundraiser. It was a special night in downtown Lowell as all of Lowell came together for a former Red Arrow head football coach Noel Dean's son, Doak, who is battling cancer down in South Georgia. And Brian Kryeski has been a longtime family friend of the Deans. Uh, He was there at the event. It was fantastic with the band, with the live auction, the silent auctions, the drop box auctions. They had great food, beverages, and so many people uh, were there. Noel spoke to the crowd and got emotional at the end and Noel isn't the type of guy to get too emotional and Brian Krasky like I said it's been a longtime friend of Noel Dean Dean family he's standing by to let us know how last Friday went what's going on my man
6: hey how are you bill uh thank you once again for for coming out to uh to the showboat uh the you know having you live there you know definitely helped us bring additional West Michigan viewers uh and people to the uh uh to the fundraiser, you know, I, Bill. I, it it wasn't just Lowell that showed up. It was it was West Michigan. There there were even some people from the other side of the state that that knew Noel and his family from from years ago.
4: Yeah, I
1: could tell Noel was uh, for a man who doesn't show a lot of emotion. You know, in game, off the field, on the field, uh, in private, uh, he was touched by the outpouring of support. So uh, when the evening ended. Uh, what type of numbers were raised from everybody who showed up at the little showboat to support that Dope Dean fundraiser as he battles cancer?
6: You know, uh, Bill, you know, we had probably you know, we were estimating probably five to six hundred people that that circulated, you know, through the event in that, in that five-hour period. Um, we're still gathering the the financial numbers. So, you know, we had a lot of different. Uh, as you mentioned, opportunities for people to uh, to contribute. So we're still pulling those numbers together. You know the live auction, uh, You know we had 13 uh, combination auction items uh, that went for over twenty thousand um, know, dollars. so we're anticipating that you know we're going to be able to make a, a a pretty sizable donation both to the local community wellness and to and to support Dke uh you know in in his journey so we're still pulling the numbers together I'd love to give you another update uh, you know a little bit later in this week uh, uh just as we pull more of that information together
1: Brian Kryeski is a longtime family friend and a resident friend of Noel Dean and the Dean family and a resident of Lowell talking about the Dog Dean fundraiser from last Friday night the Lowell Showboat in downtown uh, Lowell I mentioned To start and just reminded everybody, you've been a longtime family friend of the Dean's. And uh, from your first conversation about Doak having cancer to where we are today, uh, what's that journey been like for you uh, through the eyes and the words of Doak and Noel and that Dean family?
6: Yeah, you know, it's uh, boy. You just send a, a shiver up my spine. Uh, you know, Noel and Jill uh, called uh, my wife and I the the Sunday after Thanksgiving and, and kind of you know put a put a dagger in our hearts. You know that that Doke was gonna you know was gonna start this journey and not really knowing where where it was going to where it was going to end um, and you know going through the prognosis as as Noel talked you know, so eloquently about on Friday, you know, the, the journey that has gone, that Doak has gone through and the family, but Doak is just, he's a trooper. I mean, he's a fighter, he's a wrestler, he's a football player, and he's just a good, good young man. And he's, he looks at it, everything on the positive side of life. So, you know, it's, you know, he's, he's going through that journey and he's, and he's doing it with, you know, his head held up high and and attacking it just like he would anything else that he's tackled in life and really making some great progress, you know, especially over the, you know, the course of the last, you know, seven to eight weeks of chemo treatments. I know that first week um, that he went through that first treatment bout of every day having chemo, you know, he made it through that week feeling okay and then, as many people know, on that that go through that journey, that that week after, or, or the fir- after those first couple of doses, when it does hit you, it hits you pretty hard. And you know he you know he came through that well and said I'm I'm going to attack it. And you know as as Noel mentioned, you know things are looking positive. as can- cancer markers are moving uh, in the positive direction, so I think that continues to you know, provide additional energy for, for Doak and the rest of the community and, and the family that's really, you know, behind him, pushing him, holding him up, uh, and, and and really, you know, being a part of it with him.
1: Brian Krajewski, longtime family friend and old Dean, uh, Doak Dean, Jill Dean, the rest of the Dean family joining us, I had a chance to meet him and his wife this past Friday at the Doak Dean fundraiser at the Lowell Showboat. Uh, it's amazing that the Pink Arrow Project and... Uh, The pay it forward comes right back at Noel Dean and his family after everything Noel Dean and his family did for a lot of families in Lowell and the surrounding communities in West Michigan. So good to hear Doak is doing better. Nothing but love and prayers uh, to the Dean family, everybody in Lowell. Brian, thank you so much. Keep me posted, okay? I
6: appreciate it, Bill. Thank you. And thanks for everything.
1: Yeah, you don't need to thank me, man. It was it was an honor to be there. Pay it forward, man. When you can give back, uh, it's the best thing about doing this show where where I can be there to help somebody, man. Yeah, I I wish I had the finances to write a check to anybody and everybody who needed it, but I, I do have a show. I do have Marty Boer from the Michigan Sports Network and Superfly Hayes and all of us have big hearts. And to be there and see, like they said, 500 people or so, Noel flew up from Georgia. We talked to him last week. If you missed that interview, just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. You can listen to it. And Brian Kryeski. just people show up, man. You know who your friends are and who loves you when it hits the fan. I always say that. So thank you to everybody in Lowell. And God bless Oak Dean and his battle against cancer.
0: Big. Bad. Huge.